0: everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zubi. My name is Zubi, and if you're brand new to this show, show this show's all about a little well-known card game called Magic: The Gathering. So, uh, l- let me just go ahead and get the quick little ads out of the way. Uh, the show can be found on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and Spotify. Uh, you if. You can help support the show at patreon.com slash magicwazooby. Uh, you can also check out my sponsor, legitmtg.com. Uh, for any order over $2 or more, you can get free shipping at legitmtg.com. And if you want to reach out to me, and I'm doing this out of order, uh, you can reach out to me via Twitter at magic on Instagram at magic underscore with underscore And you can email me at, with any questions you may have at MTGZubi at gmail.com. So without further ado, let's just get right into it, right? Let's just get right into these magic cards here because we're going to be doing the Theros Beyond Death set review for Red. All right. So, starting off with red, we've got the Akroan War for three and a red. It's an enchantment saga rare. Uh, Chapter one states, gain control of target creature for as long as the Akroan War remains on the battlefield. Chapter two, until your next turn creatures your opponents control attack each combat if able. And chapter three, each tap creature deals damage to itself equal to its power. So, for something like this, this is pretty good being able to gain control of one of your opponent's creatures, the thing you'd, you'd almost want to almost gain control of one of their weakest creatures in a sense. Um, you know, may, or, or maybe you want to take control of one of their more powerful creatures and use that as blockers as your opponent's creatures attack you when they have to. And then, yeah. So um, would this be a pack one pick one for me? Maybe, maybe because I really like the shenanigans this sort of plays here, and I like doing shenanigans and magic. Um, I, I like this a lot. If if anything, if it's not a pack one pick when it's an early to mid pick for sure, uh, if you get it passed around to you. Um, yeah, I like this. Now, would this see any kind of play in Constructed? Mm, mm, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I I wouldn't think so off the top of my head. I can't even think of any really good use for it in EDH as well. But I mean, I'm I know you could, but uh, I'm other, otherwise it's yeah, and just really good limited card. Uh, next up we've got Annex Harden in the Forge for one double red. It's a legendary enchantment creature, Demigod. It's an uncommon. It has a. Uh, power and toughness of star slash three so its power is equal to your devotion to red Uh, whenever annex or another non-creature token you control dies create a 1-1 red satyr creature token with this creature can't block if a creature had power if the creature had power four or greater create two of these tokens instead so i really like the fact that the power is gonna get keep getting stronger and stronger with your devotion to red and um the fact that when your other creatures die, you know, you keep pooping out little Seder creature tokens. I like that as well too. Um, this would be an early to mid pick for sure. And if I'm in sealed and in red, this would definitely be slotted into my deck. Just the fact of being able to create tokens like this is really good. Now, I, in something like constructed, and especially in Santa right now, I would possibly definitely play this in mono red and and definitely give it a shot or even in maybe like Rakdos aggro in mono red aggro I would want to try this out maybe especially when rotation comes and um wait yeah okay yeah no when rotation happens and you're gonna lose Chandra uh from M20 and and, well, we, we don't know what else is gonna be in mono red but this could definitely still find a home in mono red for sure um yeah, well, yeah, mono red would be losing a lot come rotation this this year. So, but anyways, yeah, I, I would try to slot this on mono red. Just give it a shot. Uh, next up, we've got Arena Trickster for three in a red. It's a creature, human shaman. That's a common. It's a three three. Whenever you cast your first spell during each opponent's turn, put a one one counter on Arena Trickster. It's not enough to surprise your opponent. You have to delight the crow the crowd as well. Uh, sorry, it, it the D looked weird and the W looked weird as well too. So a 3-3 for 4 with being able to possibly get stronger if you're casting a lot of spells in your opponent's turn, oh, it's not too bad. It, it'd be a early to mid pick. No, more, more of a mid pick for me if I'm leaning heavy into red here. Next up we've got Aspect of the Manticore for two in a red, it's an enchantment aura common. Has flash, you enchant creature. When this enters the battlefield, enchanted creature gains first strike until end of turn. Enchanted creature gets plus two plus oh. Um yeah, so getting first strike just for the first time, you flash this in and then pumping it up plus two plus oh. Heck yeah. Um, in something like draft where you're wanting to just kill your opponents fast, this is gonna help you out a lot. Uh, This would be, if I know I'm going aggro and limited here, um, or or just trying to kill them, maybe not like super aggro, maybe like more aggro to mid range. Yeah, this would find a home in this, and uh, just the first strike also is really good as well. So I would do probably er more of a mid pick if I were to draft this in sealed. Yeah, this would find a home in sealed. Uh, next up, we've got Blood Aspirant for one and a red. It's a Satyr Berserker creature that's an uncommon. It's a 1-1. Whenever you sac a permanent, put a 1-1 counter on Blood Aspirant. You can pay one and a red to tap this to sack a creature enchantment. This, this deals one damage to target creature. That creature can't block this turn. It's a small step from revel to bloodbath. Um, so, let's say you're doing Rakdos in draft or sealed and you, know, you have sac outlets with that and with something adding like blood aspirin to this, you know, this is just going to get stronger, and I, I kind of like the paired theme of that. So, but minus that, let's just say, let's just look at this in just the color of red. Uh, whenever you sac a permanent, put a one one counter. So, if you're just to look at it by yourself, you pay one and a red to then sac a creature and tap this, and it deals one damage to target creature. I mean. It seems okay. I mean, this paired up with uh, Annex isn't too bad as well either because it helps you poop out more creature tokens. So, I guess if I were to think about this in the concept or the context of draft, this could be probably a mid pick for me. Or it'd be an early pick if I were able to get something like Annex out, you know, get Annex quickly. Um, otherwise this is just going to be one of those picks that's relegated to, to mid to mid level uh, next up we've got careless celebrant for 1 and a red it's a satyr shaman creature that's an uncommon it's a 2-1 when this dies it deals 2 damage to target creature or planeswalker and opponent controls uh, Renata was mes- mesmerized by the satyr's dance of gleeful indifference of reckless grace and bright disaster says Lufia of Satesha histories so, when this dies, it deals 2 damage to target creature, or planeswalker, and opponent controls. I mean, a 2-1 for 2 isn't bad. And just with red, you're you're going to be wanting to go fast and try to kill them quickly. And plus, when this dies, being able to possibly kill a creature as well, too. Maybe you want to block a 4-4 four, four with this. It deals 2 damage to it, and then boom, you deal another 2 damage to kill it. So, not too bad. Uh, probably a uh, mid-pick. Sure. Yeah, so far none of these are like exciting me soup like super great. Um yeah. So next up we got Dream Shaper Shaman for five and a red. It's a Minotaur Shaman enchantment creature. That's an uncommon, it's a five-four. At the beginning of your end step, you may pay two and a red and sack a non-land permanent. If you do reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a non-land permanent card, put that card onto the battlefield and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Magic is in the true artist's medium. So I really like Dream Shaper Shaman. This would be sort of a... I, I hesitate to say bomb because a 5-4 for 6 isn't... I mean, it is. it has a lot of good power and toughness for it, for sure. But I really like the, the ability that you do at your end step to be able to get another permanent card onto the battlefield. I really like that. And this would be pretty high on my pick list. Uh, m- more of a early to mid pick, for sure. And if I'm playing sealed, I would definitely try to slot this in because I want to be able to get more permanence out on the battlefield to try to overwhelm my opponent. Uh, next up, we've got Dream Stalker Manticore for Tuna Red. It's an enchantment creature. Manticore. It's an uncommon. It's a four two. Whenever you cast your first spell during each opponent's turn, this deals one damage to any target. Purphoros forged the Manticore's tail from bronze, its teeth from silver, and its heart from hate. Ooh, that's pretty interesting so just looking at it on just the surface here a a three mana four two isn't bad uh weak toughness but in red you're going to want to try to be more aggressive as i've said and then plus with if you're going to be casting a lot of spells during your opponent's turn this dealing one damage to any target just helps paying your opponent down even further or possibly kill like a little pesky one one they may have or a two one or a three one um Next up, we've got Escape Velocity for one red. It's an enchantment aura that's an uncommon. You enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus one plus... Yeah, plus one plus Owen has haste. And it has escape at one and a red. Exile two other cards from your graveyard. Not even death can catch me now. So, plus one plus Owen has haste. Um, For one red mana, let's say you have four mana. You play Dreamstalker Manticore and then you have one mana left and you have Escape Velocity. Yeah, why not give it haste and make it a 5/2 and deal 5 damage to your opponent. Yeah, give it to me. Um otherwise, I mean, it's not really that high of a pick for me because it just gives it haste. I'd rather have something like the one where it gives it first strike almost. I mean, I know this is cheaper to play than say Aspect of the Manticore. Um, otherwise, and with the escape, it's not too bad. It's probably a mid pick for me. And then in sealed, I would try to find a home for it if possible. Um, yeah. Uh, next up, we've got fateful end for tuna red. It's an instant. This deals three damage to any target and scry one. It is an uncommon. Everything will be put back in its proper place as Clothy's God of destiny. So this almost kind of reminds me of Dissolve where Dissolve counters the target spell and you scry one, but this is the red version of Dissolve, right, where it's dealing three damage to any target. So this is basically our Lightning Strike, our Lightning Bolt of the format here. I don't like that Lightning Strike is now back up to three mana, but in something like Limited, this is pretty pretty decent you know damage here dealing three damage to any target whether you want to target a planeswalker or your opponent and scrying one is always a good thing to have too so yeah the three mana I don't like it but in something like draft this would be a very early to mid pick for me and and this would be a definite slot in sealed if I were playing red and, and I had this in my pool and this would go in no questions asked um Next up, we've got Final Flare. For two and a red, it's an instant. It's a common. As an additional cost to cast the spell, sack a creature enchantment. This deals five damage to target creature. Those who fought without honor and life are taken to Agonis and doomed to fight forever in its arena. So, for three mana, you can deal five damage to target creature, but you have to sack a creature enchantment, especially since there's so many ways to be able to create little tokens and or even just maybe sacking an escape creature and this dealing 5 damage to our creature that's not too bad either um, this wouldn't be like super high on my pick list though uh, probably an early to mid if I had to guess and in sealed yeah it possibly find a home in it it just all depend on what else I'd want to be doing though all right. Next up we've got Flummoxed Cyclops for 3 and a red. It's a cyclops creature. It's a common. It's a 4/4 with reach. Whenever two more creatures your opponent's control attack, Flummoxed Cyclops can't block this combat. Whenever two more cre- your opponent's control so it can't block. It two creatures attack. Why cuz it only has one eye. Uh, I mean, I kind of I kind of like the flavor of that. Uh, a cyclops thinks slowly but strikes quickly. Try to keep it thinking. Brigand Soldier of Mil- Mil- Miletus. Miletus or however you say it. Um, I mean <laughs> so there's always a high probability that your opponent's going to attack with two or more creatures. And, you know this is limited where creatures are kings in this format here. Um, <laughs> I, I, really, I, I don't know I'm just laughing because I like the flavor of it. Has reach which is always good. Um but this is going to be probably more of an attacker than anything. A 4-mana four 4-4 four, four is good, uh-uh, just on the surface, and with it having reach, that's also good, but it doesn't seem like it's going to be blocking very often, so you're going to want to use this as one of your attacking creatures. So, yeah, this would definitely be a mid-to-late pick and draft, and possibly find a home in sealed, um, j- just for the fact that it's a 4-4 four, for four, four, 4 is always good on the surface here. Uh, Next up, we've got Furious Rise for two and a red enchantment. It's an uncommon. At the beginning of your end step, if you control a creature of power four or greater, exile the top card of your library. You may play that card until you exile another card with Furious Rise. Clothy set out to mend the destiny of Theros, her fury guiding every stitch. So, I always like cards like this. It's, you know, sort of like Experimental Frenzy in a sense. Or, um, not Experimental Frenzy, but there's that, uh what is it that that enchantment from was it fates reforged that is similar like at the beginning of your draw step you exile the top card of your library and you can play it until end of turn um it's sort of like that but uh but not now it's a you do it at your end step i mean not just at your draw step so it's in a way sort of helping you draw cards through your deck And also getting rid of cards that you may not want to draw at all or play. Um, Especially, let's say, you're getting land flooded, right? Um, Helps you just go through your deck here. So, I like it. Uh, Probably a mid-to-late pick for me, if I had to choose. And and Sealed, if I don't have any other good enchantments to play, then yeah, I would do this, but um, yeah. As far as Constructor goes, now I don't see a place in this in Constructor, especially not with Experimental Frenzy um, still being out there. Now, it may—well, re- no, hold on. Okay, I'm dumb because, you know, this is why I do a magic podcast to try to help myself get better at magic, and I'm just terrible at magic. So, so this only works if you control Power 4 or greater. I, I guess I missed that part there. Um, yeah, no, this is crap. I don't like it at all now. Nope. Um, would probably just ignore this for the most part. Uh, next up, we've got Hero of the Games for two and a red. It's a human soldier creature uh, For that's a common. It's a 3-2. Whenever you cast a spell that targets Hero of the Games, creatures you control get plus 1, plus 0 until end of turn. Uh, winners of the Iron Games are forever remembered as heroes of their people. For So a 3-2 for 3, and... Sort of has a faux heroic ability, uh, since heroic isn't a mechanic that doesn't. Since heroic doesn't exist in this set here, so just a three-two on its surface isn't bad. And you know, you you are gonna have pump spells, and so you just be able to help pump this creature and all your other creatures as well. It's yeah, this is not a bad card at all to have. it probably be a early to mid pick, and in a sealed pool, I'd definitely try to slot this in. Uh, next up, we've got Heroes of the Revel for 4 and a red. It's a satyr soldier creature that is an uncommon. It's a 4-4. Four, four. Uh, when this enters the battlefield, create a red 1-1 one, one red satyr creature token with this creature can't block. Whenever you cast a spell that targets Heroes of the Revel, creatures you control get plus 1, plus 0 until end of turn. Brash- brashness is close enough to bravery. So you get a 4-4 four, four for 5 that also gives you another token. And this too also pumps up your entire party of creatures uh should you target a spell with this. Um I like something like this a lot. This would be an early to mid pick for me. Um it's a pretty good quote unquote bomb, so to say. Um and yeah and sealed this would definitely find a home as well too. Uh, next up, we've got Impending Doom for Tuna Red. It's an enchantment ore. that's an uncommon. Uh, enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus 3, plus 3, and attacks each combat if able. When enchanted creature dies, this deals 3 damage to that creature's controller. Ooh. Um, feast for your next meal may be your last. So, you're going to get plus 3, plus 3, which is really good. And your creature is going to attack each combat if able. So, yeah, that's going to... You know, try to spur your opponent to try to block that creature, or just let it go through. Um, you know, depending on what creature you enchant it with. But say you, you enchant this with one of your bigger creatures. Let's say Heroes of the Revel, right? So it's a seven-seven that's going to be attacking each turn. Um, yeah, they're going to want to figure out a way to stop this. So this would be more of a mid pick for me, and in sealed. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'd play this in sealed for sure. Um, I just don't like the caveat of when that enchanted creature dies, it deals three damage to you. But it's a risk you're having to willing to t- you're having you're willing to have to take should you be playing red. So next up, we've got Incendiary Oracle for one in a red. It's a human shaman creature. It's a common. Uh, pay one in a red. This gets plus one plus zero to end a turn. If a creature dealt damage by Incendiary Oracle this turn would die. Exile it instead. Uh, the Flame Speakers of a live passionately devoted to Purphoros and the cycle of destructive creation. So a 2-2 for 2 that you can pump the creature? Yeah, why not? Um, Mid to late pick for me, and Sealed would probably try to find a home. I always like creatures that you can pump up like that in Limited. Uh, Next up, we've got Infuriate for one red. It's an instant common. Target creature gets plus three, plus two until end of turn. Renata launched a dozen arrows into the Minotaur's thick hide, but the monster didn't slow its charge. The fury of Mogus was upon it, says Lufia of Setecious Histories. So just being able to pump up your creature like that, it's a good combat trick to have. Uh, Definitely a mid to late pick and draft, Um, but it's a really good, decent card to have, especially if you want to take out one of those pesky creatures your opponents control. Alright, next up we've got Aroas' Blessing. For three and a red, it's an enchantment or a common. Enchant creature you control with this enters the battlefield, it deals four damage to darker creature planeswalker and opponent controls. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one. The blessing is not the strength itself, but the knowledge of how to use it. So for four mana, uh, you're going to essentially deal four damage to dark creature planeswalker. your your opponent has and then this is going to pump up your creature for plus one plus one not the worst thing uh, it does feel a little expensive but the four damage is going to be really handy to have so you basically have a four mana lightning strike or or you know whatever you want to call it um lightning bolt with But you also get to pump up one of your creatures. Yeah, this would be something that I'd want to play. uh, Mid to late pick for sure. And in sealed, You know, if I've got it, I'd try to play it as best I could. If I don't have anything better and just being able to kill off a pesky creature is always, always good. It's always handy. I know I keep repeating myself a lot, but yeah, I mean, what else can I really say about it? Um, Next up, we've got Irreverent Reveller revelers a reverent revelers for two and a red it's a satyr creature it's a common it's a 2-2 with the center of the battlefield choose one destroy target artifact or this gains haste until end of turn to some satyrs only blasphemy is sacred so a three mana 2-2 that can possibly gain haste until end of turn destroy target artifacts now there are some pesky artifacts in this set so this would definitely be a card I'd want on my side because in case my opponent does play a pesky artifact, if not, then I'll just rather gain haste and just swing and try to, you know, knock, knock them down a peg or two some more. So, this would be more of a mid to late pick for me. Uh, next up, we've got born Brute. For three double red, it's a Cyclops enchantment creature. That's a 7-3. One-eyed and frightful, the Cyclops lifted a boulder and hurled it seaward from cliff's edge, shattering mass and scattering sailors, says the Calafia. So a five-mana 7-3. This would be, if I were to play this creature, this would be a sort of creature that on the surface a 7-3 is not very good because of the weak toughness. But... If I had other pump spells or if I had enchantments to try to help pump up that toughness, that would be something I would definitely consider. The, the other good thing about this card is the devotion to it. Otherwise, you've just got a vanilla 7-3 that, while it sort of tricks newer players into thinking, oh, that's really good, but on the surface, it's not good because the weakness is really bad and it doesn't have trample or anything like that. So be careful with a card like this. This, this is a tricky card and one of those cards that trick you out. Uh, Next up, we've got Omen of the Forge for one and a red. It's an enchantment with flash. When this enters the battlefield, it deals two damage to any target. Then you can pay two and a red to sack this and scry two. My time will come when all the world will be reforged in the fires of my invention. Ooh. Scary. Very ominous. Um, So this this is a two-mana shock, essentially, with the added benefit of being able to scry two when you sack this. So... You know, this is to be something that I want in my arsenal in red for draft and more of a mid pick more than anything. Um, yeah, I, 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 being able to play this at the end of my opponent's turn is always handy too. Um, next up, we've got Orid of Mountains Blaze for one and a red. It's an enchantment creature, nymph, it is in common. It is a 1-3. You can pay 2 and a red to discard a card and draw a card. Flame-wrapped, she dances a burning swath amid the clouds, says Simila Malaysian Poet. So, this is your common kind of drawing effect in red, where you have to discard a card first and draw a card. Yeah, I would not mine a card like this in my arsenal as well, especially in, especially in limited, because drawing cards are a premium, being able to try to get through your deck quicker. So, yeah, this would be more of a mid-to-late pick more than anything, though. Uh, next up, we've got Ox of Agonis for three double red. It's an ox creature that's a mythic. It is a 4-2. When this enters the battlefield, you discard your hand, then draw three cards. And you can pay two red to escape this to exile eight other cards from your graveyard. This escapes with a just a 1-1 counter on it, so get making it a 5-3 when it escapes. So... Is this the kind of mythic bomb that you want to be able to have out? And, you know, would this be your pack one, pick one? And would you even want to play a card like this? So if you are heavy into red, and this would be a kind of card you'd want if you're trying to go more aggro more than anything. You want to be able to just get rid of cards in your hand because as, if as long as you, like, your hand... You know, if you don't mind discarding some cards in your hand because those cards aren't going to do much for you, then yeah, go ahead play this and just being able to draw those three cards. The escape cost is really hefty, though. That's where I get a little cautious, where I'm like, that's a lot of cards, though. Especially if you're trying to go aggro, because you may not have that many cards in your graveyard. It may not be until more later in the game until you get cards like that in your graveyard, until you get that many cards in your graveyard. Then only escapes with. One 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 counter on making it a five three, but you do get the ETB affecting in though, which is great. Um, so with well, this, I don't think this would be a pack one pick one for me. I mean, unless there's nothing better, obviously, I'd be more looking for a premium removal or maybe even a better creature. But it's ah oh, god, yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's my thoughts on it. Uh, next up, we've got Phoenix of Ash for 1 double red. It is a creature phoenix that's a rare. It's a 2-2 two, two with Flying and Haste. And you can pay 2 and a red to pump this up to give it plus 2, plus 0 until end of turn. And it has Escape for 2 and double red. You exile 3 other cards from your graveyard. And this escapes with a 1-1 counter on it. So making it a 3-3 three, three with Flying and Haste. I like this card. Just on the surface, just... The, the ability that it or the fact that it's a two2 with flying in haste for three is not bad at all but the also added ability of you being able to pump it up and plus with it being a Phoenix because Phoenix always come back in, in any card that's printed on and it has the escape mechanic of it um, so that's its way it's coming back. I, I like this. This could definitely be a pack one pick one in your booster draft if there's no other premium removal that you're that you find in that pack. Uh, next up, we've got Portent of Betrayal for three and a red. It's a sorcery. Gain control of target creature until end of turn. Untap that creature. It gains haste until end of turn. Scry one. Mogus can fan a small flame of resentment into an Inferno of Madness. So these active treason cards are always really good to have in Limited because being being able to just temporarily control a creature is always good. And... Plus, with this added ability of Scry 1, it's not bad as well, too. So, yeah, more of a mid-to-late pick, more than anything. D- not not early. And in Sealed, if you get this, yeah, try to slot into your deck, because stealing like that is always handy to have. All right, next up, we've got Purphoros, Bronze-Blooded. For four and a red, it's a legendary enchantment creature god that's a mythic. It's a 7-6 that's indestructible. And as long as your devotion to red is less than five, Perforos isn't a creature. Other creatures you control have haste. For two and a red, you may put a red creature card or an artifact and creature card from your hand onto the battlefield. Sack it at the beginning of the next un- end step. So let's just look at this. Um, just as the creature itself so it's a 7-6 with indestructible and getting 5 devotion is never that hard Um, and that that right there is super handy right there 7-6 indestructible is awesome for 5 mana Uh, and having your other creatures you control have haste and then plus with you being able to pay mana and be able to maybe cheat in a really big creature or something like that is also really good to have this is a pack one pick one for sure while on the surface of this I I kind of wish you know this I feel this isn't as good as the other perforos uh the one from theros obviously but in something like this it's always this this is really really good and limited um as far as constructed goes um you know if you're doing mono red this would be you'd probably want one max two of these cards in your mono red deck because you're just going to be able to play this you know have a swath of creatures out already and then just being able to cheat in creatures that try to do your mono red aggro yeah for sure That that's how I would play it out so just two max one one you know minimum and all that so yeah pack one pick one all day every day uh, next up, we've got perforos's Intervention for X and a red. It's a sorcery rare. Choose one. Create an X1 red elemental creature token with Trample and Haste. Sack it at the beginning of the next end step. Or this deals twice X damage to target creature or planeswalker. I bring a fire to recast all the world. So just the second mode being able to deal twice X damage to our creature planeswalker would really make me consider picking this as a pack one pick one because of the removal for it. The being able to cast a red elemental token is good if I wanna if I'm more worried about trying to get in damage quick and fast, but the second mode is definitely the the pride that more the highlight for me here. Uh next up we've got Satyr's Cunning for 1 red, it's a sorcery, common. Create a 1-1 red satyr creature token with, with this creature can't block. It has escape for 2 and red for exiling 2 other cards from your graveyard. It's hard to keep a satyr down, even in the underworld. <laughs> and I like the little art. It shows the art of the satyr sort of escaping the underworld here. Uh, I can't tell who it's running away from, but I like it. Um, so, for a 1 mana, being able to create a token is not bad, and then with the escape you're going to most likely do this again. Uh, More of a mid to late pick, more than anything. Uh, Next up, we've got Scophos Maze Warden for 3 and a red. It's a Minotaur Warrior. That's an uncommon. It's a 3-4. You can pay one. To give this a plus one, minus one until end of turn. Whenever another creature becomes the target of an ability of a land you control named Labyrinth of Scophos, you may have Scophos Maze Warden fight that creature. <laughs> Each deals damage equal to its power to the other. So a 3-4 that you can pump up to a max of a, what is it, 4-5-6, so a 6-1, um... And making it a 6-1, so you can pump 3 mana to make it 6-1. And then if you have the Labyrinth of Scophos land that is basically the uh, Maze of Ith uh, in this format and, and in this set, uh, you get to have it fight that creature. Um, I wouldn't put too much stock into the second ability since it's not very often you're going to have that land card in, in draft or sealed. So, But just looking at the ability of being able to pump it up, and maybe you want to try to get rid of a pesky creature that just blocked it. And, you know, that's not bad at all. So mid to late pick for me in draft. Uh, next up we've got Scophos Warleader. It's a 4 and a red Minotaur Warrior that's a common. It's a 4 or 5. You can sac another creature or an enchantment. And this gets plus 1, plus 0 and gains menace until end of turn. So I wouldn't call this card exactly a bomb. The fact that you can pump it and give it menace is always handy to have, and um, e- e- even on the surface of just looking at a vanilla creature, a four-five for five is not too bad either. And it's a really good attacker and a pretty good blocker. And yeah, if you want to be able to give it menace because you want to try to squeeze in that last, you know, four to five damage to your opponent, do it. Um, definitely a mid to late pick for me in red. Uh, Next up, we've got Stampede Rider. For two and a red, it's a satyr. That's a common. It's a two, three with trample. At the beginning of each combat, if you control a creature of power four or greater, this gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. To a satyr, a stampede is just another kind of revelry. So, you know, at best, you can make this a three, four if you control another creature with power four or greater. And it has trample, so it's not a bad attacking creature. Uh, Mid to late pick for not much else to really talk about here with it. Uh, next up, we've got Storm Herald for 2 and a red. It's a human shaman that's a rare. It's a 3-2 with haste. With this enters the battlefield, return any number of aura cards from your graveyard to the battlefield attached to creatures you control. Exile those auras at the beginning of your next end step. If those auras would leave the battlefield, exile, exile them instead of putting them elsewhere. So basically, you're gonna exile those auras. Um, this would be something pretty cool to have if you're if you built a deck that is pretty aura heavy. Um, I, I like that fact of it, and um, it being a three two with haste for three is not bad. Also, so even if you don't have any auras in your graveyard this is just help you attack even quicker now would this be a pack one pick one no in my opinion no it wouldn't be a pack one pick one unless there's absolutely nothing better in the pack it's I would look for something else here uh, next up, we've got Storm's Wrath. For two and double red, it's a sorcery. It is a rare. Storm's Wrath deals four damage to each creature and each planeswalker. Distant thunder rumbled a dread warning of Kyranos' displeasure. So this is red's version of a board wipe. Uh, four damage to each creature and each planeswalker. Um, pack one, pick one. If I'm going heavy into red, I don't think I'd want a board wipe because I want my creatures to live. But this could be a good card in your arsenal to have to be able to, you know, take care of your opponent's pesky creatures. Um, otherwise, uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd, I'd be looking at something else here. Uh, next up, we've got Tectonic Giant for two double red. It's an elemental giant that's a rare. It's a 3 4. When this attacks or becomes a target of a spell an opponent controls, choose one. This deals three damage to each opponent. Exile the top two cards of your library. Choose one of them until the end of your turn. Until the end of your next turn, you may play that card. So when this attacks or becomes a target of a spell an opponent's control... That pack one pick one for sure. Holy crap, yes. Because you know you're gonna be attacking with this. So you're basically having the possibility of dealing six damage to your opponent with this. And then also if you didn't maybe you didn't want to deal three damage to your opponent, but you want to eg- start exiling cards from your library, yes. Yes, yes, yes. All day, every day. And this would definitely see play in in constructed for sure and standard in a mono red deck or or maybe like a a team or elemental like if team or elementals come back yes give this to me all day every day uh next up we've got a reprint of thrill of possibility for one and a red it's an instant common as an additional cost to cast this card discard a card and draw two cards right now in these first moments of creation it is simultaneously nothing and everything so thrill of possibility is a much better tormenting voice because it's an instant and you know just Having to discard a card and draw two cards, yeah, give it to me. Uh, this would definitely be slotted in my draft deck for sure. And, of course, this also play, sees play in Constructed right now. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good card. That's all I can really say about it. Uh, next up, we've got the Triumph of Annex for two and a red. It's an enchantment saga uncommon. Chapters 1, 2, and 3 state, Until end of turn, target creature gains trample and gets plus X plus O, where X is the number of lore counters on the Triumph of Annex. And then Chapter 4 states, Target creature you control fights up to one target creature you don't control. So, (coughs) excuse me there. uh, Until end of turn, your target creature gains trample and gets plus X plus O. So at most, it's going to get plus 3 plus O on Chapter 3 and give it trample, which is not bad to have because trample is always very useful in something like Limited. And and then the chapter 4, fighting a creature, possibly removing a creature, that's not bad at all. This would be more of a mid to late pick for me. Um, because I'd probably want to be able to have something that would more guarantee me removal of my opponent's creatures. Rather than just pumping up one of my creatures like this. Um, because I feel like there's some aura spells that do it better. Do better than this. Um, next up, we've got Underworld Breach for one and a red. It's an enchantment rare. Each non-land card in your graveyard has escape. The escape cost is equal to the card's mana cost plus exile three other cards from your graveyard. At the beginning of the end step, sacrifice Underworld Breach. So, in limited... now nah, this is definitely not a pack one, pick one. Something like in limited, it's... I wouldn't be excited to play this. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd want to waste a slot in my deck for something like this, where I could either have a creature or premium removal. Um, and constructed, though, I can definitely. I, I think there are people already trying to figure out ways to try to abuse this in constructed and all that, and you know, more power to them. Um, so I, I can definitely see this C play more in constructed more than limited. And limited, I wouldn't. This would not be a pack one pick one. I'd, I'd be choosing something else. Uh, next up, we've got Underworld Fires. For one and a red, it's a sorcery that's a co- uncommon. Uh, this deals one damage to each creature and each Planeswalker. If a permanent dealt damage this way would die this turn, exile it instead. The Underworld is anything but a resting place. For, so a two mana that deals one damage to all creatures and all Planeswalkers. Um, you'd want to be careful with this because you don't want to kill your own creatures with it. You want to maybe definitely try to kill some of your opponent's creatures and possibly even a Planeswalker too. And, yeah, it's not a high pick, I would think. Definitely more mid to late pick, for sure. Uh, Next up, we've got Underworld Rage Hound for 1 and a red. It's an elemental hound common. This attacks each combat if able. It is a 3-1, and it has escape for 3 and a red. You exile three other cards, though. And this escapes with a 1-1 counter on it, making it a 4-2 that attacks each combat if able. Eh, I'm not too not too thrilled about a card like this it's not the greatest um a three one for two is pretty common we've seen that before but since you have to attack each combat eh, it's going to be very easily taken care of uh next up we've got wrap in flames which is the last card but certainly not least for three and a red it's a sorcery common this deals one damage to each up to each of up to three target creatures those creatures can't block this turn Bright Flames Quell the Darkest nightmares. So this is a type of card that you would want to play maybe to get rid of some pesky 1-1s, but also maybe you want to stop that Death Touch creature from being able to block and kill one of your creatures. This, this is a way to try to just open up the roads for you to be able to get your creatures in and deal a bunch of damage to your opponent there. Um, so yeah, as far as the pick priority this is more of a mid to late pick, more than anything, but it is a handy card to have to pave the open road for you or attack your creatures. So there you have it. That is all the red cards for Theros Beyond Death. Thank you all for listening, and we are going to get right on to the green cards of Theros Beyond Death. Thanks, everybody.